0: I want to start by letting everybody know that it is official: a bagel dipped in cream cheese is not a sandwich.
1: Ah, yes. You got a
0: lot of feedback about that. A lot of, and a lot of really creative feedback.
1: Shout out to my cousin Chris for saying I didn't. I use it as a vessel.
0: That was it a vessel?
1: He said, I, "Or I didn't use. I didn't use it as a vessel. I was using it like a chip dip."
0: Yeah. Exactly. Regardless. We'll probably have it again, but it's not officially a sandwich. I don't know how many episodes ago that was that we talked about that. But that was
1: last episode.
0: Everybody pretty much agreed. that. Oh, it's they're my what's... mom. Yeah, she had your back, yeah. but I think there's a little bias there. Yep. But whatever is on the sandwich, bagel can definitely be a sandwich, but the way of which you're eating it, dipping it, maybe ruled it out.
1: Now that everybody is off the edge of their seats, Mm -hmm. welcome back listeners uh, and friends and all you new lovelies, Mike and Jill here, hashtag 59 podcast, obviously we talk about sandwiches on this season, we also talk about switchbacks, and we are, well hey Jill, how are you doing today? Little shout out to Rita V, Mount Rainier, for those of you who've listened to past podcasts, Rita V. has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend is Mount Rainier, and that is the voice that she uses to describe him
0: Surprisingly, as. you sound similar as well. You guys have the same interpretation.
1: Well, that's because I drive by him a couple days a week. Oh my gosh. So that's here insane. we are, back in the great state of Washington. We see Mount Rainier quite a bit right now.
0: Decent amount. It's been out quite a bit.
1: We are doing, I think it's going to probably be a three-part summer series of switchbacks and sandwiches in Seattle and the greater Seattle area and the state of Washington. At least two parts.
0: We're doing a lot of hiking.
1: We're doing a lot of hiking. So let's get let's uh, cut to the sandwich. Right away? No, I would never do that. Let's get to have. the hikes. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> let's start with the first hikes that we did, which were, we're here, uh, in basically downtown Seattle, lower Queen Anne area. And we've done several hikes in and around the Seattle area within like 45 minutes. And the first ones that we did, which all have a hike and ride program that you can take from downtown Seattle, if you don't have a car in the city and go to were rattlesnake ledge And Little Psy and Mount Psy. So those are the first three. Those are
0: the ones that are on the park and ride?
1: Yep, those Mm -hmm. are the three that are on the park and ride. I have done Little Psy, you have done Mount Psy, and we both just did Rattlesnake Ledge with a couple of our friends. So let's talk about those hikes.
0: Great. Rattlesnake Ledge was fun. We met up with some friends that we have here, and... I don't know who texted us, but somebody said, are you up for a twilight hike? Which I thought, I'd never heard that phrase before. I liked it. And so really, it was just going after work. I think it was a little over four miles. I should have looked this up. I think it's four and a half miles, maybe. Four
1: and a half miles. Kind of just a
0: steady climb, but we got to the top and had an incredible view. And I think it was just that reminder that summer is here. It was pre-summer solstice, but the days are long, and the sun stays out late, and we were able to really get some miles in after work, which kind of feels exciting and lucky to be able to do some of that.
1: About seven, 800 feet elevation and a huge payoff at the top, if you will. Uh, looking over Rattlesnake Lake, which when you get to the top of the Rattlesnake ledge, it's, it's stunning. Uh, that turquoise blue, that Washington and a lot of the Canadian Rockies are famous for.
0: Actually, All Trails has it at 5.3 miles, 1,500 feet elevation. 1,500
1: so. feet elevation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Looks like we were having a fun time hiking. I barely even noticed.
0: I noticed. Mike always accuses me of, of what, hiking faster with friends
1: Yes, you than do. when
0: we're just together, because which is probably true. I don't know if I'm excited or I just want to make sure I get invited back.
1: And then the exact opposite of a twilight hike, uh, but still a nice weekday hike. Uh, our friend Stacy and I went to Little Si, which these hikes. I think all three of these hikes. The good news and the cool thing is they are really close to Seattle. You can do Little Si and Rattlesnake Ledge in most seasons. Uh, the bad news is they get parking lots get packed early on the weekends. Uh, mm-hmm. So we went on a weekday and got to the overflow lot just in time, and once again, just a nice day hike climb, and Little Psy has a bigger sister Mount known, Psy. As, known as Mount Psy, which really, I mean, to to quote Stacy, when we got to the summit of Little Psy, she said, all you you get the same view, but you get 2,000 feet more ascent and descent to go up Mount Si.
0: Yeah, I was just looking it up because I couldn't remember. I did Mount Si last summer, but it's 7.5 miles, it says, and 3,300 feet in elevation. So it's pretty steep. I remember needing poles, and when I got to the top, it's sometimes, I mean, it's not this high, but there was some cloud cover that day, so you almost felt like you were above the clouds a little bit. It's kind of rocky at the top, but a really nice place to sit and kind of overlook you know, that area. All three of these are in an area called North Bend, yep. which is just... It's probably about 45 minutes outside of the city, kind of where you need to go if you want to do something beyond a metro hike, which there are tons of really nice metro hikes in the city, too, but really nice.
1: Yeah, and once again, you can take a park and ride if you don't have a car. We do have a car here, which... Of course, I use very sparingly, but we it's nice to buzz out to North Bend, but if you don't have a car and you live in the city, you can get out there for any of those three hikes with the park and ride. Let's talk a little bit, uh, If uh we got some good sandwiches to talk about, but for this little North Bend group, because of the times we were going, we did not pack sandwiches, but we did have some excellent food at the North Bend Bar and Grill.
0: We did. It's a really good place. In fact, they said the server told us they had kind of reduced their menu, and it felt like, kind of like gastropub kind of food.
1: I had, nachos, had nachos for dinner, which is always a big win.
0: That is a big win. I can't even remember what I had.
1: Abby had a salmon quinoa salad. She did. Very.
0: Tyler had a sandwich. We yep. should have gotten more footage of that. Yeah. We had but, a pretzel.
1: And we had a pretzel.
0: What did I have?
1: Not mm, Not sure. Probably a sandwich, too.
0: Probably. I can't even remember.
1: But sandwiches that you did not make, we do not talk about. We just give a (laughs) shout-out to the establishment. So if you go hiking in North Bend, the North Bend Bar and Grill, if you want a craft beer, a pretzel, nachos, or a good sandwich afterwards, uh, right down down the road from all those trailheads.
0: Yeah, nice outdoor seating and indoor, too.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's talk, before we go to the National Park, though, let's – Uh, another hike that's actually even closer to seattle that we did on a saturday poo poo point Mm -hmm. it's only about 30 minutes away from downtown seattle so it's super conducive and just like any washington hike it has between 1500 and 2000 (laughs) feet of elevation (laughs) about the same literally i think every hike we do here is between four and seven miles and between
0: 1500 and 2500 or 3000 yeah it's
1: Pretty, they're all pretty similar which is kind of amazing to think about for like nearby city hikes from Seattle I don't think people think about that a lot that Seattle has a so much so many hills in their urban metro parks but then also when you go out just I mean Ohio's high point is only 1100 feet in the entire state so mm-hmm. all these hikes have more elevation than sea level to the high point of the state we used to live in yeah.
0: Absolutely. It's a really unique hike, though, because there's a lot of paragliders. Yes. So there's a paragliding, I guess, rental place or a school training center, as well as the landing pad, which is at the base of the hike. And then when we hiked up to the top to Poo Poo Point, there was a number of people. We only got to see one that actually just ran off the side of a cliff. I didn't realize when you paraglide, you kind of then sit in like a little... It almost looked like a nylon basket. It's not like a basket. Like, everybody probably already knows
1: this. It, it's, it's not, not a basket, quite like, a like the, Dean, the Dean, Pot you know, the late Dean Potter's, like, base, base jumping bas- basket, but it's, it's kind of, it reminded me a little bit of that.
0: I have no idea what that is, but regardless, it's just a little seat. It looks quite, it looked quite peaceful, honestly, but the guy ran off the edge and he went, and then all of the other people that had all of their paragliding, uh, I was going to say tent. It's not a tent. What is a sh- what is the the chute? What a- parachute? Parachute. Anyway, they had it all lined out and all their lines, and they had all their gear on. And then it's like all of a sudden they all instantly started packing up. And I don't know, if, so I don't know if the wind shifted, or but they decided not to jump and ended up going to hike back down. But we saw multiple people hiking up with with paragliding packs, so people were looking to still do it.
1: And when we got to the bottom. There was people coming in tons. from the at Tons.
0: So I don't know if there was also another launching point maybe on the other side of the summit. It's, I use the word summit, I guess, loosely. But on the top of that hill, regardless it, it was really neat. It was a really clear, beautiful day. We ended up not going to late, like 10 mm-hmm. or something on a Saturday, which is usually not our MO. Um, but so we were probably coming down early afternoon. Well, a lot of them were paragliding.
1: And pro tip, pay the 5 bucks to the mm-hmm. neighbors who will let you park in their big field because you're likely not going to get a spot in the little trailhead parking lot and you can't park on the street. Yeah, so there's- bring $5 cash or have Venmo.
0: Yeah, they had a Venmo too, which was easy.
1: One, uh, one quick aside before we jump into our next uh, round of hikes with sandwiches, I might add. Base jumping is... Paragliding, basically, you run off, but you don't have the chute out. You pull the chute later, mm. kind of like a skydive, only you run off without jumping out of a plane.
0: Like base jumping.
1: It's kind of like extreme paragliding. Base jumping is extreme paragliding.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah, you would do like a running start, and you jump off, but you don't ha- You're up so high, you don't have a chute yeah. until you you pull the chute part way.
0: Yeah, I just like skydiving. Yeah. Uh, back to the sandwiches. Didn't you and Stacy have a sandwich? We on little side?
1: Yes, we did. Stacy brought a bagel sandwich with tuna and cheese on it. Now
0: that's a bagel sandwich. It was kind
1: of a tuna Yeah, it was a bagel sandwich. A tuna salad bagel sandwich. And then I had a left a leftover sandwich on some delicious bread though from the Grand Central Bakery.
0: That's right. Yep. And I will say tuna is a pretty big staple of the hiker friends that we have. I mean, I think it's cuz it's easily packable and things like that and it doesn't have to be kept cold. Yeah. I feel like a lot of our friends eat tuna when we hike.
1: I just did my my pretty my standard staple of cool. avocado. Yeah. hummus.
0: Yeah. Just a veggie tomatoes, sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so, Poo-poo point Rattlesnake Ledge, Little Si Mount Si. Then we went down to Dash Point State Park, which is kind of a hidden gem, I think. Uh, comparably speaking, for how crowded it can get, it's about ten miles west of Tacoma, and this beach has hiking trails, picnic area, and wonderful beach area to do kayaking, stand up paddleboarding, hiking trails. But you brought. A sandwich buffet for us I did
0: so a couple things one it was more of a beach day than a hiking day for us we did do more beach activities than we did hiking there however there are a number of trails and I was feeling guilty because a lot of these hikes we've been going on we had not been bringing sandwiches and you know I was I was really starting to put my foot down that we weren't going to have to be able to talk about them if we didn't have a sandwich so I decided to bring a buffet is really just vegetable sandwiches you guys. So it was like all sorts of different veggies. What?
1: What? Y- you are downplaying it. It's built a tent.
0: So Stacy, our friend Stacy has this little pop-up. I don't know even know what they're called, but they're shade. It's like for shade, yes. right? It's a little kind of tent. And so we we set out all the ingredients in this tent so it didn't get all sandy and wet, and it was like a little buffet. Make your own sandwich bar.
1: You brought sourdough bread. You brought mayonnaise, mustard. You brought cucumber slices, tomato slices. Avocados. Avocados.
0: Bell peppers. Bell
1: peppers, provolone. You brought artichokes. Artichokes. Oh. Sweet and spicy jalapenos. Yep.
0: Oh, we already said cheese. Yep.
1: And then. That
0: was about it, I think. Yeah, I think that. We had chips and salsa and popcorn.
1: Yep. That's but a yeah,
0: nice. It's a make your own sandwich bar. I highly recommend it for any beach day. Sandwiches didn't get soggy. We made them when we were ready to eat them. Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: And the best part was since she made so many,
0: we ate them again.
1: We ate them again.
0: Yes. That time we ate them at the campground in Olympic National Park where we were staying.
1: It's been quite a few busy couple weeks here, obviously. <laughs> so we went to Dash Point State Park on a Saturday. And then Sunday, since about 90% of Washington tent camps every single weekend, all the tent camping sites were filled on weekends and weekdays for the entire summer inside of Olympic National Park, except for one Sunday night, night of the summer solstice, I might add. Yes. At solduck Duck Hot Springs Campground. So we beelined it Sunday morning. What time do we leave here? Four or 5.30 in the morning? 5.30. And we went hiking in, or actually, you want to talk about this leftover sandwich? Or do you want to talk about the I hikes? I don't think there's
0: much to say besides it was just as good the second time around.
1: It was definitely just as good. In fact, the puppy at the campsite next to us, I think, was a little jealous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we made some friends at the
1: campsite. So we went uh, up to Port Angeles first. And we went on a hike at the Hurricane Ridge area in Olympic National Park, which if you haven't been to Olympic National Park, it is one of the most diverse national parks, I think, in the country. With They have beaches, they have mountains, they have rainforests.
0: This was your third time there, wasn't it? Yep. If not more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I still think I've only seen a fraction of it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty big.
1: And we went to Lake Angeles. Mm-hmm. Which was a great hike. Once yeah. again, uh, standard Washington elevation at Lake Angeles. It was about seven and a half miles round trip, about 2,400 feet in elevation gain.
0: Yeah, it says eight, all trail says eight miles and 2,400, 2,500 in elevation gain. Again, though, it was really nice. It was just a steady incline. I seem to like those better than the... Straight than steeps. Straight steeps, I guess, yeah. But, I mean, some, I guess I don't have a preference. Some are kind of more rolling. This, most of these that we've been doing have just been pretty steady inclines the whole time.
1: And I would say this is a great switchback in the Hurricane Ridge area if you're looking for minimal crowds. Because it's the shortest hike from the trailhead. So there's a lot of people drive up to Hurricane Ridge Visitor Center to look at the views, which are gorgeous, over uh, Port Angeles. But this one is...
0: It's right inside the park border, too. So it's not as if you have to drive very far into the park to get to it. I, I don't know what entrance it is, but it's we had come via Port. Hurricane Ridge. The Hurricane That's, Ridge that, entrance. Okay, sorry you said
1: that. Yeah, I said that. Uh, but
0: That's it's nice. like before you get to Crescent Lake and all of the, what I would consider really popular parts of that portion of the park. So it's really easy to navigate and find. It's not like you have to go really deep in to find it.
1: No. So then we went and drove uh, from Port Angeles Through Lake Crescent, which is just gorgeous. It is. We did a little stop and hiked Marymere Falls, Mm -hmm. which is a great short bang for your buck. If you're in the Lake Crescent area and you want to chase some waterfalls, Marymere Falls is beautiful. Gosh, another hike. We weren't even going to talk about that. No. But that go on Marymere Falls, it's like less than two miles round trip. And
0: except right when you get to the falls, it's completely flat. Yep. So it's more of like a nature walk. And then to get to the falls, I think it's a decent staircase, but it's kind of, you know, three floors of stairs. And then you see it on a little falls loop.
1: And then we drove in to Jill's shock 12 miles.
0: (laughs) I thought we were entering the campground. And then there was a sign that said 12 more miles.
1: She said 12 (laughs) miles.
0: I don't know why. We weren't in a hurry or anything. We'd just been kind of going down this windy road into the park, and I just assumed we were there. But it was just another park border, I guess, where they checked all of our information. You kind of can weave in and out of the park, at least in that portion. The
1: whole thing, all of Olympic. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of weaving in and out. It's huge. Uh, It's also all over the place in terms of, like, entrances and exits.
0: Well, and so we stayed at the Soul, I don't know if you say Soul Duke or Soul Duck.
1: I think Soul Duck.
0: Um, campground. But if you pass it just a little bit is then where we ended up going to this next group of hikes. But it dead ends into that, right? Yep. So that's, I say that 12 miles. But once you hit that, you have to turn around and go back out to kind of continue into the park. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. And,
1: and we hiked Soul Duck Falls,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is another great short waterfall chaser. Yeah. I mean, that is an epic waterfall that is really, really close.
0: It's beautiful. And the way that the light hits it, you can see, or at least I saw some different rainbows. And it's a really nice, family friendly hike. It's fairly flat. It's not paved, though, or anything, because there were some people that had asked us about strollers and stuff, which I think would be challenging a little bit. But it's, you know, less than two miles round trip. So it was really nice. And then you continued on to Deer,
1: Deer Lake. Hike. Yep. I did a trail run up there, which was another just jaw-dropping, beautiful alpine lake in Washington. It, it, it's almost repetitive at some point.
0: Well, whenever we talk about these, or you and I have had this conversation too, depending on where you hike, I feel like it's a surprise sometimes that you can go up three, four, five, six miles... And there's this massive lake, and the only way to see it is to hike up the trails to see it. I feel like until I really started doing more hiking, I didn't even, well, of course, I didn't think about it. But I couldn't have imagined that lakes the size of the lakes that we're seeing are up there, I guess I can't say undisturbed. But for the most part, it's a really serene, quiet, beautiful place to be.
1: And Deer Lake was the same, and seven miles round trip from the Sol Duck Camp uh, Trailhead, twenty-three hundred feet elevation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not even—we're not even making this up. It is funny though how the elevation. But part of what's cool about Deer Lake is it goes—you can do it in a 19-mile high divide Seven Lakes Basin Loop, late summer and early fall as either a backcountry overnight trip or a really epic through day, day hike. And you get seven alpine lakes. And you go through this basin that often has black bears in the meadows, wildflowers. You get views of gorgeous Olympic mountain range. And, of course, you get to see several waterfalls. Mm-hmm. So it, it was what kind of drew me to that area, too. And then,
0: But this time of the year, there's too much snow.
1: Yeah. When I got up to Deer Lake, I would have probably needed, and we went on the summer solstice, I would have needed micro spikes probably a half mile or so above Deer Lake. And after that, ice axe, technical, technical climbing, I actually don't think anybody can even do the high divide. Like, it's not even passable, even if you have technical mountaineering skills, just due to it's not... A sheer face. You're you're navigating across. There's not really a winter route, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware.
0: Another fun part about this little area, though, is the hot springs. Hot springs! So, I guess anybody can go, but they also have a, a soul duck resort and lodge area, as well as if you stay at the campground. And when
1: we say resort, this is a national park, so we mean yes. rustic cabins. Yes.
0: Uh, that you can soak in the hot springs they have three pools and then they also have a regular pool as well in this area but if you're campers you it's an easy walk over there to do a soak in a hot
1: spring which native american legend says that two dragons fought for years over land there and they finally realized they were equal and one could not defeat the other one and they went back to their caves and their tears... And cried. And cried, they're, but it's a dragon, so their tears are hot, is what makes the hot spring.
0: We did read that on a pamphlet. Yeah. That is what it said. I, we've done a number of hot springs. First of all, I didn't realize there was that many hot springs in the United States. I've done some in Colorado, done some now out here in Washington. I find there to be something odd about hot springs. This one wasn't as odd to me. This is just a weirdness about myself because it was really hot. But I've been in some, so it feels like it's like a hot tub, right? But I've been in some that are lukewarm, which makes me feel like it's more like a bath. And then you're with a bunch of strangers. You don't find that, you don't think about that at all when you're in there?
1: I think we do so <laughs> many strange things, us and humans, that at this point, I just kind of stopped thinking about it. Okay,
0: now is when I wish we had a production team and they would cut that out. I said that. Oh, we don't.
1: Nope. This is going in the episode, friends.
0: There's something a little... It's just... It's just... I'm not used to it, I guess. Yeah. Taking baths.
1: Doing with that friends. with... Yeah, taking baths with strangers in swim trunks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say it felt really uh, it good felt, after a long day of hiking. Honestly,
0: I think I was probably a fraction sore as I would have been if we wouldn't have gone over there. Like, it really was nice.
1: If you get back to Soul Duck, you should definitely do... Do the hot spring right now during COVID. They are uh, emptying everybody out after every 90 minutes, sanitizing the place, and you need to make a reservation for those 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when we got in, uh, we were the there was only one slot available, and the rest of the slots were full for the day.
0: And it wasn't over full. I mean... No. There was a good amount of people. I don't know how many were able to go every 90 minutes, but it was nice.
1: And we ate sandwiches of course at the campground and then we the next day drove back through port angeles took the ferry back to seattle on the way shout out to the first street haven restaurant in mm-hmm. port angeles we got a
0: salmon scramble
1: wild caught salmon scramble with goat cheese and eggs and fresh you had fresh baked bread i had a lemon blueberry scone they had baked that morning it was so good it was great first and- first street haven
0: The city right there in Port Angeles has just amazing murals. And, of course, I want to give a shout-out to the bookstore. It's the first bookstore, though, that um, I had a little bit of self-control and didn't buy a dozen books in. They have a really nice downtown Main Street area that you can support when you're kind of traveling or passing through to the National Park.
1: So, really, uh, all we've done is we went down to Tacoma to Dash Point. We went to Olympic, and then we've kind of just tooled around North Bend, but I mean, when we just went through this episode, we did a lot of hikes, and we've eaten a lot of sandwiches so far, and we've only been here for three weeks.
0: I don't even think that long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half, yeah, like two and a half weeks. That's a lot. And I went to Granite Lake.
0: Oh, yeah, you forgot Granite about that Lakes,
1: one. which is uh, another great hike in North Bend, shocking, eight and a half miles, 3,000 feet elevation. Right in the Washington wheelhouse.
0: I think that is a good reminder, though. And probably most people that are avid hikers know this. But even though it's a summer solstice, you know, right now they're having a heat wave. It's between 85 and 90 every day. A lot of the trails are too snowpacked um, to go without crampons, micro spikes, poles, things like that to assist. So it's just always a really good idea to look at those conditions and check your different um, trail reports. To make sure you don't, you wouldn't think it, I guess, is by. No, point. yeah,
1: you wouldn't. Because Washing- it's
0: the end of June and it just feels like it sh- it's nice in the city.
1: And the Washington Trails Association and All Trails, I think, do a great job with those trip reports. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's all we got.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to get creative with their sandwiches for the next hike.
1: Yeah, we got a lot coming up, though. A yeah. lot of lot plans. Washington part two. We'll either be back with that or maybe we'll be back with, uh, we're going to Alaska.
0: Yeah, might have some for there, so we'll see.
1: So this is Mike R., Jill G., and Rita V.'s boyfriend, Mel
0: goodness.
1: signing off from Washington. Thanks for listening to another episode of our Switchbacks and Sandwiches podcast. If you like day hikes and sandwiches, check out our other episodes in this season. And on our website, we have hundreds of blogs past podcast seasons, all on Outdoor Adventure, and of course, our trash cleanup team and events and postcard club. All sorts of stuff happening here at Hashtag 59. That is Hashtag59.com. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like it, subscribe. If you love it, leave a review. That's all we got.